If you're going to be victorious in that day, when you go to work or you go to school, whatever you're going to do, you're only going to become victorious in the time that you spend with God. By reading and praying. Preparing yourself spiritually by putting on the armor of God. Why? Because I hunger and I thirst for righteousness. That's what my heart desires. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our study of the Sermon on the Mount. And as Raul zeroes in on Jesus' call to stay spiritually hungry, you'll be led to consider the daily time you spend with God. Just like your body needs three meals a day, your spirit is craving fuel from the Lord. We'll see how to routinely be in a position to be filled with God's righteousness and truth. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, this morning. And we're in verse 6 this morning. Let me begin by reading it. The title of my message is, Blessed are the hungry and thirsty. He says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And when you think about eating, think about how God calls us not only to have moderate our eating, but at the same time, who we are in Christ Jesus. Because he's going to be speaking now about hungering and thirsting spiritually. That's something that is so important today. Because if we sit and we eat three meals a day, maybe four or five, whatever you eat, imagine the importance spiritually of feeding and growing upon God's word. So important. And here Jesus is speaking to his disciples. His disciples are the ones that are sitting, listening. The multitudes have departed. And begins to share with them concerning what true spirituality is. And that's why he says, Happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So we look back at the first beatitude. If you remember the first beatitude that we studied. Very important beatitude because the first one, he talks about the sense of need. They're realizing that there's nothingness in the Christian life. You have to become nothing in an emptiness of myself in order to worship God. Where the world is always trying to build themselves up. And they're so full of self. But as a child of God, he calls us to become nothing. And to empty ourselves of self. Secondly, remember the judging of self, the consciousness, and the guilt of sorrowing for our lost condition because of sin. How Christ has not only come to die for the sins of the world, but as we recognize that sin separates me from God, sin is the one that makes me guilty. But now that I've come to Jesus Christ, I'm totally free from sin, but then at the same time, because of my flesh, And because of my sins, I don't need to boast about them, but I need to be sorry about them. Very important. And then thirdly, there's an end of seeking to justify themselves before God. And that is abandonment of all presence to person merit or taking their place in the dust before God, humbling ourselves. 
fully and completely before the Lord. Now we come to the fourth step. And the fourth step is how can we hunger and thirst after righteousness? That's an important factor. Because when you look at the church today, the church seems to be divided. You have those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, and then you have those that don't have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. How do you separate that? When you got in the world, you watch the world, and the world constantly hungers and thirsts without any satisfaction for things that are not lasting, for things that will destroy their lives. And yet here the Lord is talking to the church and he's saying, the hunger and thirst that you'll have, I'll give you that you'll never ever have to be dissatisfied, but you'll be satisfied spiritually speaking. Surely we need that even today, even today, because there are so many people, not outside of the church, in the church that are empty, empty. This is what Jesus is talking about. Not to forget when you came to Christ, you were born again of the Holy Spirit. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become brand new. Then why is it that so many Christians are still living in their own life? In their own life. It seems that no change has come. And that's one of the reasons that your family or friends have not come to the Lord. Because they haven't seen the transformation in your own life. How can you say be transformed when you're not transformed? So it's important for us to not only check our hearts. But as we check our hearts, let us continue to hunger and thirst after righteousness. So that we can become more like Christ and not more like the world. For one day we're going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. So when he's speaking here, he's speaking of our own experience that we've had with Jesus Christ. Now when he talks about hungering and thirsting, think about how many times Christians fast. Do we really fast? Fasting is not a thing that we do so that we can look good. Or to actually lose weight. Fasting was given to us. Way back from the Old Testament, so that we can come to the Lord and denying ourselves of self. So that we can hear the word of God, so we can not only be more like Jesus, but that we come to a place like Moses, when Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. In Exodus 34, 21, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Write these words, for according to the tender of these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. So he was there with the Lord 40 days, 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he wrote on the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And then how about Jesus being sent from all eternity, coming down into a world that's going to hate him. And yet when he came in chapter 4 of Matthew, before going into the Sermon on the Mount, he recognized his need as a human, 100% God, 100% human, that he had to go to the wilderness of Judea to pray and fast. And in Matthew chapter 4, 1, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, one of the things that I've learned is that if you're going to fast, don't do it in the flesh. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you 
So that when you are led by the Holy Spirit in fasting and praying, you also will be led to hunger and to thirst after righteousness. When you become more like Jesus. That's really important. What is the purpose of my fasting? What is the purpose of me hungering and thirsting? If it's not for righteousness, then what do I want in my life? The world is never satisfied. That's why they do what they do. None of us were satisfied in the world. But when you came to Jesus Christ, he gave us this satisfaction, this hunger. I remember when I got saved, immediately I had a hunger for the word of God. I've never read the Bible. I wanted to know what the Bible had to say. So you begin to not only develop and to grow. Think of how many people go to church as a tradition. And the word of God is your defense against Satan. Against the flesh. And if you don't know God's word, if you don't have a defense built up, what's going to happen? You're going to get defeated. You're going to get taken down. Paul the apostle in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. What did he say? He said, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil that comes against each one of us. God's righteousness comes through faith and obedience to the word of God. True righteousness. Because again, in Psalm 63, 1, they said, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I get up in the morning and seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water, notice I thirst for you. Everything has to do with God. Thirsting, hungering after him. So to have a starving spirit brings you to hungering and thirsting. And then it's a real hunger that starves, and get this, that starves your flesh. Starves your flesh. Paul said in Romans chapter 6, reckon the old man to be dead. The flesh is a problem for all of us. The flesh wants to be glorified. The flesh wants to rule. The flesh wants to be king over my life through sin. And yet when you come to Jesus Christ, the flesh is to do what? It's to put it to death. Don't let it live. We should live by the Holy Spirit. Fully, completely in obedience to the word of God. In obedience to his grace and love and mercies that have come into my life. Why? I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit of God. I want the Holy Spirit of God to lead me and guide me every day of my life. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for more encouragement in your walk with the Lord. Later on, we'll share how to order Raul's new book at a special introductory discount. But first, let's rejoin Raul for more inspiration to daily seek God. And then again, righteousness in the Bible, it speaks about being right with God and doing what's right. Doing what's right. Think of the struggle that you have and I have when we have to do right. I've learned over the last 40 years, and I'm not telling you this to say it, but I can't get away with anything. I can't. Because the Holy Spirit has been given to me. And it's always the Holy Spirit that convicts me and gives me and gives you the opportunity to obey or to disobey. 
to sin, missing their mark, or planning it, and then transgressing against God. That's a willful act. You planned it, you knew it was right or wrong, and yet you planned it and you disobeyed God. We have to be careful. The way we come into the presence of God, and the way we attend into the presence of God in listening to His voice, and sitting there meditating when we read the Word of God, and how God's still small voice speaks to us, notice, through the Word, so that I can live through the day and become victorious in Jesus Christ. So I really encourage you and I exhort you to make sure you spend time with God in hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Paul the Apostle in 1 Corinthians 5.21 said, For he, Jesus, made himself to be sent for us, that we might become, check this out, the righteousness of God in him. He had no sin, but he came into the world to become righteousness for us, so that we could become righteous. Nicodemus came to Jesus in John chapter 3, and he was asking the question, what must I do? To get into the kingdom of God. And Jesus came back and said, You must be born again of the Holy Spirit. It is not by joining a church and becoming a member of the church. It's by becoming a member of the kingdom of God. That's the key. A piece of paper means nothing. Because when you're born again of the Holy Spirit, the first thing that will happen in your life, God will put a hunger and thirst for the word of God. And you can obey it or disobey it. So we see that here Jesus is speaking about what? That God is the only one righteous. He alone is perfect and good. Man is not righteous. He comes from a heart that is deceitful. And the only way that man becomes righteous is by coming to who? The righteous one, Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can do that. And then how can men become perfectly righteous? How can we truly become perfectly righteous according to the word of God? Listen again to Jesus. He gives you the answer. Oh, how happy are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Check this out. For they shall be filled. No emptiness. Fulfillment. You're not going to be searching for somebody else or something else. When he comes, he gives you a satisfaction spiritually. Spiritually. In the world, we're never satisfied. No matter what you have. No matter how much money you have or no money at all. Whatever it is. How many times you buy something in a few weeks it becomes old. You're already bored with it. That happens. But with Jesus Christ, you never become bored. You're never really in a place where you say, I don't want any more of this. You want more and more every day as you're growing, developing. As God uses your life to bring glory and honor to his name. And to me, it's a blessing not only to know Jesus Christ, but to see his word, and his word is bread to my soul, and it feeds my spirit, it fills my soul. And then every day as I get up, every day as you get up, looking forward to the word of God so that when I go out to the field, that I have the full armor of God to do battle against Satan, and not to lose, but to become a winner. Think of how many Christians are defeated. Every single day. And the question is what? Why am I defeated? The answer is, where is God in your life? God should be the first priority. Remember Jesus, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
And then all these things will be added unto you. Same thing that he's saying here in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be what? Comforted. Blessed by the Lord. Listen to Philippians chapter 3, 7 concerning this righteousness. Paul says, But what things were gained to me, these things I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Jesus Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being comforted to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already attained or I am ready perfected. But I press on that I may lay a hold of that for Jesus Christ and also that is laid before me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the price of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, the conclusion, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be of the same mind. Of the same mind. God desires that we be like Him. Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, the reason He gives you the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes is because He wants you to learn how to deny yourself, how to die to yourself, and then how to live for Him once He can use your life. And then remember in John's Gospel, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then this, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. That's the purpose. He came to die. He came to save. He came to what? To restore. He came to heal. That was the purpose of His coming. And even though He came... To give us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, what did he do? The world hated him. And the world beat him and the world crucified him. And they even spit upon him. And now that he's died and risen again from the dead, imagine the accountability that we have to one another, but most important to him. Being accountable for the things that God is doing in my life and he's doing in your life. So Christ is the picture the expression, the pattern, the very image of righteousness, being right and not doing wrong. Not getting condemned by Satan because you do something wrong and immediately what does he do? He condemns you. And then in Romans chapter 8, 1, what does he say? Therefore, my brethren, remember this. He says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Holy Spirit. Notice what he said. Not walking after the flesh, but after the Holy Spirit. 
And yet, when you look at the church around the globe, especially here in America, what do you see? You see the church in carnality. Not walking in true righteousness. Not walking a life of real faith. Not walking a life of obedience to the cross of Jesus Christ. Remembering that the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, cleansed us from all of our sins. Why would anybody want to go back to its own vomit from the past, like the dog that goes back to its own vomit? Why would you want to do that when God has set you free? God has set you free. Free to worship, free to read, free to pray, free to witness. But most important, to know in your heart that if you die, you're going to go to heaven. That's the greatest thing, to know that I am going to heaven. Not because of my righteousness, it's because of His righteousness once again. It is His righteousness. It's all about Him and through Him, not about us. And then check this out. Righteousness involves also the mind. Colossians 3.10. He says, And now you have put on a new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So we have a new talk. We have a new way of living. We have a new way of thinking. You see? When you become a Christian, everything changes. I've seen so many people come up to the altar. And people that I knew from the past. And you talk to them five, ten, fifteen, twenty years later. And they're still in the same place where they were before. Like my friends. All they can talk about is the past. They have nothing in the present and nothing in the future. The only way that we can say my past is gone and I'm living a glorious life in the present and man, I'm more excited in the future. Why? Because I'm going to be with him forever and ever and ever. Again, Paul the Apostle in Ephesians 4.23 says, put on the new man and renewed in the spirit of his mind. The mind has to be transformed. And the reason that a lot of times the mind is not transformed is because what you're watching on television and going to the movies, the music you listen to. What happens? Your mind gets polluted. If you're fully committed to Jesus Christ, there's going to be a change. You're going to speak different. You're going to think different. You're going to walk different. You're going to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the old man is dead. And notice what Paul said in Romans chapter 6. He says, don't let sin rule or be king in your body. Make sure that you reckon the old man to be dead. We hope this lesson has been a motivation for you to reconfigure your busy schedule to make more daily time for the Lord Jesus Christ. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's message, call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Be sure and mention the message titled, Blessed are the Hungry, when you make your request. As you think about the rich benefits of closely communing with God, we'd like to tell you about Raul's inspiring new book titled, Sermon of Sermons. This resource provides a comprehensive look at all of Jesus' life-shaping instructions in His Sermon on the Mount. You'll see that when you choose to walk in obedience and honor God in everything from relationships to finances, you'll experience His greatest spiritual blessings. 
To purchase Rawls' new book titled Sermon of Sermons, call 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. Act now to take advantage of our limited-time pre-order rate of just $12 plus shipping and handling. Once again, the phone number is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We're committed to equipping you with the wisdom of God's Word, and we welcome your feedback on how we can best serve you. We'd also like to mention several free Somebody Loves You resources. Download our app to your iPhone or Android and gain instant access to digital Bible studies, a scripture reading plan, and much more. You can also catch Rolf's teachings as podcasts. All of these programs are available to download using Spotify and iTunes. And you'll also want to join Rawl every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with Bible-based guidance for a godly life. Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Rees is a listener-supported ministry. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Every donation is tax-deductible. Next time, as we continue this series exploring Christ's Sermon on the Mount, we invite you to join us. You'll get a challenge to show others the same measure of mercy and compassion that God has shown you with His unmerited gift of salvation. Now back to Raul Rees once again for a final word from today's message. And then another way in the conclusion here, To say it in Colossians 3.9 is this. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with all its works. And now you have put on the new man who is renewed again in the knowledge according to the image of Jesus Christ who created him. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.